This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. I believe it was two weeks ago that we promised you Andreas Kluth and the book Hannibal and Me. We're going to deliver today. Mr. Kluth has been writing for The Economist since 1997. He's currently the magazine's U.S. West Coast correspondent. His book, Hannibal and Me, is subtitled What History's Greatest Military Strategists Can Teach Us About Success and Failure. This is going to be a good one. Stay tuned for that in our second segment today. But let us begin today's show as we like to do with On This Date in History, the date in question being the 1st of March. It would normally be, of course, the 2nd of March, but yesterday was February 29th. That extra day which we get only every four years. Makes it tough to get birthday parties if you're born on February 29th. But my understanding is most people either claim the 28th or March 1st as their birthday, for party purposes anyhow. This extra day, of course, is required to keep our calendars in sync because, as it turns out, The Earth spins an extra fourth of a day in its annual journey around the sun. But I think you knew that. And again, maybe not. There was a very uncomfortable statistic we mentioned on this program a couple years back about people's astronomic knowledge. When asked how long it took for the Earth to go around the sun, an awful lot of people said a day. Others thought maybe a week. And a surprising number just just plain weren't sure. But let us not digress, but rather begin the show as we like to do with on this date in history. And you know how some days are not that eventful in world history? Well, turns out March 1st is one of them. For example, it was on March 1st in 1815, after escaping from exile on Elba, that Napoleon landed in Cannes with 1,500 men and began his march on Paris. On this date in 1877, Jack McCall, the murderer of Old West legend Wild Bill Hickok, was hanged in Deadwood, South Dakota. On March 1st in 1966, the Soviet space probe Venera 3 inadvertently collides with Venus, becoming thus the first spacecraft to reach the surface of another planet, whether intentional or not. The Russians had launched the probe to analyze the Venusian atmosphere. And on March 1st in 1975, the Honda Civic was introduced to the United States as an economical gas-efficient alternative to large American cars. Man, that is a lame date. I'm sorry. So doggone it, let's borrow from February 29th. I think that's allowed at least once every four years. I have to admit, looking at this list, February 29th just kicks the crap out of March 1st. For example, on February 29th in 1288, a Scottish law took effect allowing women to propose marriage to men on February 29th and requiring men to pay fines if they refuse. And on February 29th in 1504... Christopher Columbus, then marooned in Jamaica with a mutinous crew during during his fourth voyage to the New World, used a lunar eclipse to frighten the natives into providing his people with more food. Columbus, who was aware that European astronomers had predicted an eclipse that night, told them the moon would lose its light because they'd refused to share their food. And on this date in 1960, the world's first Playboy Club which, uh, not surprisingly, featured shapely young women in revealing bunny costumes, opened its doors in Chicago. About 40 other such clubs would be established throughout the world. I believe I read something where they're making something of a comeback. 
You know, one of our L.A. correspondents has offered to get me into the Playboy Mansion, which he's been able to pull off on a couple of occasions. I think I'm going to have to do that uh, as a sociologic experiment for Radio Parallax. All right, our quote of the day comes from uh, humorist Andy Borowitz, one of our favorites, actually, who said, If Mark Twain had Twitter, he would have been amazing at it, but he probably wouldn't have gotten around to writing Huckleberry Finn. And we do want to thank the Sacramento Bee for their uh, late-night wisecracks included uh, every few issues, from which we take the two following quips about the Westminster Dog Show, which I guess took place a couple weeks back. Said Jimmy Kimmel, The Westminster Dog Show wrapped up in New York today. It combines the excitement of people walking dogs to the thrill of dogs sitting perfectly still. Also sounding off was Jimmy Fallon, who said... One of the awards at this week's Westminster Dog Show went to Martha Stewart's chow, named Genghis Khan. You know, if Martha wanted to name a dog after a ruthless tyrant, she could have just named it Martha Stewart. Our joke of the day comes from last year's Dave Barry calendar, which had been contributed by a listener, Elise, but Elise didn't come across this year. Hint, hint, Elise, if you're listening. At any rate, said Dave Barry, Puberty was a difficult time for me. One day, my mom, bless her heart, had a talk with me. She told me that girls were not interested only in looks, that the qualities that really mattered were brains and a sense of humor. That little talk was long ago, but it taught me an invaluable life lesson I've never forgotten, which is that moms lie when they have to. The truth is, and I speak here as a trained humor professional, women are definitely more interested in muscles than a sense of humor. You will, for example, never hear a woman say, I wish Brad Pitt would put his shirt back on and tell some jokes. Our stat of the day, which comes from the Gallup Poll Organization, says that Americans rate Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton as the best presidents of the past 40 years. 69% said that Reagan will go down in history as above average or outstanding. And 60% said the same thing about Bill Clinton. Rated as the worst presidents of the past 40 years, well, Richard M. Nixon and George W. Bush. Personally, I think lumping him with uh, W. is kind of an insult to Richard M. Nixon. And I must note, before jumping into the good, the bad, and the ugly, the wonderful cartoon in the Sacramento Bee by Mr. Rex Babin. I know Rex has, uh, has done some substitute hosting right here on KDVS for Franz Kossing some years back. And I gotta say, sometimes when he's on, he's on. Yesterday's cartoon (laughs) included Sacramento Mayor Kevin Johnson wearing a 1920s doctor's smock, standing beside a large Frankensteinish monster with arena deal on its shirt, also having two sewn-on heads labeled Maloofs, the feeder labeled parking leases and ticket surcharges, And the good Dr. Johnson has his hands clapped going, It's alive! It's alive! Yes, and apparently some Frankenstein monsterish deal has been sewn together from corpse parts. A topic we'll surely get to, maybe later in today's program. We do like the Frankenstein's monster uh, metaphor, but I think I'd prefer that of the vampire, which arises from its coffin to suck the blood of the public. And I do wish someone would drive a stake through the heart of this deal. But when I say that, of course, that opinion, like all those heard in this program, do not necessarily represent those of KDVS, our sponsors of the regions of the University of California.
According to The Week magazine, it was a good week last week for America's disgrace of a legal system with the following item. A law student is suing her college for allowing her to enroll in law school. Yes, apparently Morgan Crutchfield says it's the fault of Lincoln Memorial University and the John Duncan School of Law in Tennessee that she wasted $80,000 on law school tuition since she did not complete her undergraduate degree and is ineligible to take the bar exam. Said Crutchfield's lawyer, administrators should know what the requirements are. But you know, this is one form of cannibalism I think we can endorse. Lawyers, we encourage you to sue your law schools. And each other. It was conversely a bad week last week for impatience. After a San Francisco man decided to swerve around a lane of cars that had come to a standstill, he then drove his Porsche 911 into a lane of freshly poured cement. Reportedly, the car sank in about a foot and was stuck. And finally, it was an ugly week last week for transcultural humor. Or maybe not. With the following item. According to The Week, when the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond... Phil Rosenthal traveled to Moscow in 2009 to put together a Russian version of the long-running American sitcom. He discovered that everybody really doesn't love Raymond, or at least they couldn't understand American humor. There is apparently some sort of HBO documentary chronicling this misadventure. And I would add in relation to this story that apparently this correspondent is an honorary Russian, because I can't for the life of me understand what is even remotely funny about Everybody loves Raymond. According to the magazine, in this documentary, Rosenthal offers witty insight into an East-West cultural gap. And again, I'm not sure there's a gap here. And if Mr. Rosenthal has any witty insights, I wish he'd put him into Everybody Loves Raymond. All right, let's do just a bit of mail. I want to thank uh, Millicent for the following. Apparently in our current economic climate, debt collections become a growth industry along with complaints about debt collection. According to this forwarded article from the New York Times, the FTC has shut down a couple of California-based operators that handle collections nationally. That's the article, including one that is accused of using tactics so egregious they resemble scenes from a film noir script. First involving a Van Nuys company which operated under various names, including Forensic Case Management Services and Rumson Bowling & Associates. Noted the article, when the company's collectors got a consumer on the phone, the commission claims their representatives used abusive language, most of which couldn't be published here, to bully people into making payments. The least crude of the terms were deadbeat, lowlife, and piece of crap. The FTC's complaint offers two jaw-dropping examples. In one, the callers attempt to collect from a woman who was unable to pay the balance due for her daughter's funeral. During the calls, Rumson Bowling and Associates told her they were going to dig her daughter up and hang her from a tree if she didn't pay the debt. Callers also threatened to eat her dog and even to kill her if she didn't pay. Another instance involved a woman who'd fallen behind on her payments to a funeral home after both of her sons died within a week of each other. The callers asked how she would feel if her son's body was dug up and dropped outside of her door. Nice. As follow-up on last week's show, we note uh, with some... Gratefulness that the Motion Picture Academy did see fit to award its Best Picture Oscar to The Artist. We do want Gary Chu to come back and talk more about the Oscars, but it looks like we may not have time on today's program. 
We also like to speak with Carla Meyer of the Sacramento Bee, who very much impressed me by predicting with some assurance that the Best Picture Oscar would have to go to the artist. I'm looking forward to bringing Carla on the show for some time, and hopefully that will happen uh, on next week's show because, well, we just, we're just too jammed up today. One thing we're not too jammed up for is uh, some follow-up and what I think will make a weekly series for a while on the debacle slash disaster of the Sacramento airport. And by the way, when I hear them talking about how we're going to work out some crazy scheme to get this arena deal going, then I look at how these same folks managed to improve our airport, which, relatively speaking, was a straightforward proposition I fear deeply for us all. We have asked you, dear listener, to sound off about your experiences at the airport, and here's what our friend Kevin had to say. You know, trying to drop a guy off at the airport. I'm trying to drop him off, and there's no sky cap, so i got to go park. I dropped him off, now I'm going to park. No, 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 i got to drive all the way out almost to I-5 to be able to come back and park. 30 seconds away from where I dropped him off. Anarchy. You're ridiculous. Yes, although I realize this is a truly boneheaded design of the airport, it had not occurred to me that dropping someone off would then require you to go all the way back to the interstate in order to park your car. Yes, it appears that a lot of brains never got out of neutral on this deal. We do, did want to give credit where credit was due to the somewhat... Um, peevish uh, note we received from Niles two weeks ago. I had made the comment that uh, whatever city council members or county supervisors had voted for these uh, improvements in the airport, they should be sent back to civilian life. Wrote Niles, also, your comments about city council members going back to civilian life because they voted to modernize the city's infrastructure in the form of a new terminal is wrong. City council persons are civilians. Are we led by a military junta? I don't think so. That's a pretty good line, Niles. Yeah, you got me on that one. But in fairness, having seen the Sacramento City Council in action, I'm not sure the comparison to a military junta is completely wrong. But no, sir, you are correct. They are indeed civilians. Civilians apparently with a little more power than they ought to have. But anyway, we're going to make this a regular feature for the next few weeks. We're going to talk to experienced travelers who need to use airplanes and have to use the airport and see what they have to say about it. And on that note, I think we should take a break. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and we're going to come back and speak with author Andreas Kluth about his fascinating book, Hannibal and Me, What History's Greatest Military Strategists Can Teach Us About Success and Failure. We all succeed, we all fail. It's a good topic. Stay tuned. You know